Hello, this is uh, Robin and Josie's Josie and Robin's Utter Shambles, and today's Aww. guest is Tim Minchin. I watched um, the Peter Sofinowitz shows last night again for a bit of fun. Is that any good good trust? Has he said yes to oh, doing so a podcast funny. on no, Tuesday? No, he hasn't yet, but... Um, Oh my god, I forgot how brilliant it is. Have you seen it? It's so no. funny. Is, you so mean the old funny. ones? Yeah, it's from about um, five yeah. years ago. They made it with his brother, sort of thing. Yeah, mostly. yeah. 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 I, I haven't watched enough. I mean, I think he's a, he's a genius. genius and I talked really? him into doing a pilot I did once, and he was brilliant and much better than the pilot was. So, does yeah. that include the one with David Lynch having made a film which will um, <laughs> give you, you diarrhea? diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's saying, Alan Alda, I, I didn't even get diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have diarrhea at all. And the great thing is, for, uh, uh, we've got, uh, Josie has, just so people know, by the way, if, if hopefully this is oh, going sorry, out after the Scroobius Pit one. Can we do that? Yeah, good. Um, now, I was very worried because I was wearing yesterday a T-shirt I was given of uh, Tycho Brahe, or Tycho Brahe, the, uh, you know, the golden-nosed astronomer. Person, yeah. But, I think since I gave up smoking, I put on a bit of weight, and the design of his face in the position of the golden nose has made me look quite fat in that T-shirt. I don't think that's true. So I'm blaming a dead astronomer so, for your weight gain. No, I'm just saying that when it comes to uh, specific scientists that you wear on your chest and stomach area, yeah. uh, some of them are fattening and some of them are thinning. So today I have chosen, I'm wearing a Richard Feynman T-shirt that I was given with all manner of kind of images and sketches on it. Mm. Do you think that's more thinning than using uh, Feynman? Brahe. Yeah. Uh, it is more slimming. I tell you, do you know, I have a T-shirt with some people in the snow on it and whenever I wear it, people come up to me and go, you look very slim. You've lost weight, and I want to be like, what "You colour? idiots! It's a t-shirt." But What's I'm the like, colour of the t-shirt? Black. Come yeah. on. Yeah. So black. You always black. look thin in the snow. You are my favourite <laughs> person to get trapped in some kind of Arctic situation. Because in one think, way, oh, I'll be we've weeping. Lost some weight. Yeah, at least she died imagining herself to be thin due to the illusion. We had a nice time in the snow in um, Norway, didn't we? We had a lovely Did time in the snow. In Norway. You went to Norway, tramping around in Oslo. Yeah, they these these amazing sort of. Ubermensch guys <laughs> run a festival in Oslo. The Crapper Comedy Festival. Crapper Comedy. Crapper. Which we kind of imagined, we weren't sure. It's Crapper and Drink. No, it's no, crap. no, it's just crap. Yeah, and, and we were slightly worried because, like, in the same way that when I did the Greenbelt Christian Festival, I worried if it was a trap. Yeah, yes. you know, an atheist trap. When it's and the going same way they're going, comedy. yeah, that this had been brought up that Norway was going through a kind of low self esteem about its stand up comedy. When, oh, you think our stand up comedy is terrible? <laughs> we are going to invite the three worst comedians we've ever seen <laughs> Josie Long, Paul Foot, and Robin Insover. And at the end, you will walk out and go, look at the size of these Norwegian <laughs> chests yeah. as they leave, having seen our detritus. And it would also say, like, uh, on Twitter, they'd be like, Deg Og, Vit Og, Krappa Comedy, yeah. Mit Josie Long, Mit yeah. Robin Insover. And you'd be like, does that mean there are some really crap comedy which is <laughs> yeah. oh god and what yeah, was really the upshot cool. you went in the snow and they all loved you we had a lovely we time a and lovely they gave time. us lots of licorice oh they licorice they a lot of licorice pipes beer and licorice these are good times is that uh, is licorice a particularly Scandinavian snack oh. Well, this is very interesting. Yeah, actually. I'd love to know some history of licorice. Some licstery. A licstery. I'll give you a licstery lesson. Right? Yeah, that'd be great. No, there's these pipes, and they're classic Norwegian fair, right? Yeah. Fair. They yeah. have they're a licorice pipe with sort of a one of those ones that are the only licorice all sorts that are any good with the like dots on. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the illusion oh, of hundreds yeah, of thousands, yes. but of, of, of one colour, hundreds of thousands. Thank you. Absolutely. I know what you mean. I just agree that they're the only good licorice, but the only good all sort. But yeah, they are they're the best, my least favourite all sort. They're oh, sort of jellyish what? inside. Yeah, of course they are. They're no, much no, better. They feel like a filler all sort, they don't do they? They feel like I feel like they've been snuck in. They've gone, we can't sell these jelly things. You look for the jelly ones, you take all of them out and 
do not touch the gone, horrible, we, horrible, leathery We can't rest. sell these horrible jelly things. We'll stick them in with the all sorts. And like, but that's not a licorice all sort. No, no, it's not licorice, but it's an all sort. Listen, it's like some licorice pus. Actually, that during oh, the making you? of it, they yeah, go, it's like an what extract. are we doing all this licorice a, pus? Now a, we've made it to, yeah. I've got an idea. We'll cover it in blue or pink hundred thousand. No one will know that this is the equivalent of, of disease. Pus, pus. How am I trapped with these Philistines? Uh, and um, secondly, actually, it's not that bad because if we were on a car journey, we'd open them up. You'd be like, "Oh no!" And I'd be like, "Bang, bang, bang, oh, bang, yeah, bang, bang, bang." We complement each other. <laughs> no. We're two halves of the same coin. Nonetheless, hang on. What is your favourite one then? Sides. Uh, oh, look, just you know, a bit of licorice and some nice pink bits or something. That pink and be white. Fine, then, pink I and like white. solid licorice. Ah, yeah. you no, like, I like the bits with the sweet bits. You like yeah. a kind of sandwich icing a sandwich. Sandwich icing sandwich. You yeah. like? Do you know what? What like a road we should go on a car be... journey. If one of us had a car, yeah. this would be perfect. Can you drive? <laughs> I can't well, either. I can, but I've got two speeding fines in the last two weeks. Oh, right. Having not one, got one for I, ten years. Let me tell you the licoristry. Li- li- the history, licoristry. Right. So they had these licorice pipes. That are like historish. Super historish. It's like history, but yeah, uh, the, these pipes, and they're like a big fun thing in Norway. But Norway has banned the sale of them because they promote smoking. Yeah. So like cigarettes. Like people fake have to fads. go over the border to Sweden, buy boxes and boxes of these licorice pipes, and Important. bring them back illicitly, so, so they can yeah, enjoy. Right. I don't technically think. I, I know we've talked That's about this Ralph before. I think the idea that it's a smuggling operation, I think as long as they're only being given to the worst of English comedy as gifts, yeah, then it's quite acceptable. I think a prohibition on licorice pipes is sure is doomed to fail. It's always, if anything, it's promoting pipe crime. <laughs> pipe crime yeah. is my favourite type of crime. Yeah, it's the best type of crime. Lead, pi- lead pipe. It's famous. For, there's, a lot, there's been a lot of pipe crime. I, I've seen recently, it, uh, in the same area in Hoban in, in, in London, um, interesting pipe smoking because I'm like many people a big fan of, of the pipe though I obviously wouldn't do it because I'm also very anti the idea of me losing my mouth to a cancer <laughs> yeah having your tongue cut out by a surgeon yeah. the joy um, oh, oh. Yeah, I'm anti that actually yeah tongue cancer's not you, nice you guys have changed no. my mind about it I'm really anti that now but you don't always get tongue cancer when you smoke a pipe you oh, just no, get I mean, it more often fair, than when you don't smoke a pipe there's lots yeah. of different things you get I perhaps with statistically I would like to take back what I just said there about pipe smoking, just in case someone like Ben Goldacre is listening, right? I don't want to take that back. I or hope he's listening. Hey, Ben, how you doing? Or the pipe lobby who will come down on you for and sue you for I like libel. the idea that the pipe lobby is manned solely by <laughs> young men who dress as if they're in yeah. 1940. <laughs> yeah, hang so. on a minute. <laughs> what did he just say about smoking pipe? I am... Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, they wouldn't get that further. Well, I am absolutely... <laughs> I can't remember. No, I like no, 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 I'm absolutely. Well, never's a pity. Some people more mature than others, I suppose. <laughs> I ought to call Sandra. <laughs> Will she still remember me after this time? That's the thing. <sighs> Many's the reverie I've had on a Sunday afternoon. We get the image there of the man <laughs> with the pipe. Hoping that Sandra will still remember him. <laughs> and then Sandra just in the background. How dare I? I shall never remember you. At, at, at this I've rate. forgotten something. <laughs> what was it? Sandra, you're smoking that pipe I gave you in Reims. Now, I've never put it down. Now, we are going to get onto music. And <laughs> the thing that I wanted to say is that when we recorded this Good last, Good segue. Josie was extremely excited by the fact that Jedwood had been in the building at the same time as us. Yeah, not because I love Jedwood, just because I find them a source of fascination. Because I have recently done some stand up about the fact that one of them is really into it and the other one looks like he wishes to die and looks really awkward. Yeah. And 
I wanted to meet them. Do they? I don't, yeah. I don't know. The... Any picture you see Where of Jedward. Where are they? What are they? One they're... looks happy. You don't know who Jedward are? Not really. I've seen no, a picture of them. You know who Jedward are. But do you know what? If you've I seen a really picture of them, you have anything. a basic... You are no, it's fair. They're Irish. Yeah. They are Irish. Yeah, okay. Not they're twins. Only. And the, every now and then, uh, Catelyn Moran retweets something that yeah. I like. They're a novelty pop act. Yeah. Um, but they seem very sweet. But one of them is very. If you look at any picture, one looks really happy, and one looks like he's trying so hard to be happy for his twin. Yeah, right. And um, I just I find them fascinating. And come on, tell me you wouldn't have been a tiny bit excited to meet Jedward Robin. Well, I kind of this was. It thing doesn't is, mean that you like literature or science less. Me by just the level of excitement that when she saw because at the bottom of this in, in where we're recording this I'm now they, they have an life. autograph book for all the people who I saw Jedward's yeah, yeah, name on it Jason, I, I don't think you in. and I have ever been asked to sign the book no, have we? we never have no, we've been you've been nominated for, for a lot of years. awards and I, I appeared on Mock the Week five years ago um, <laughs> but it was a good I, week the, uh, <laughs> we still remember Mocking oh, that week it was it was the week where Mean Campbell was in his 60s that was the main joke I've never I've never been on Mock the Week and you made the right decision there. I've not <laughs> ever been on Mock the Week. I don't think I've been invited. I haven't either. No, it's, I don't think it's that... It's mostly because I'm not very funny. Shut about, up! About weeks and stuff. Like, I, I'd have to really bone up because I'm a terrible... Uh, I disconnect from... They, they they mostly talk about politics and stuff or just with pop uh, culture. Pop not politics. They talk about pop politics. Like they won't really yeah. go into anything or... And eat. you have to do a caption for a picture and stuff. I've yeah. watched it. The, what, what Watson's good on it. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Some people are really good. I, um, Watson, Mark Watson. Yeah. I like Russell Howard on it. I think. Oh yeah. 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 Mark Watson hated being on it. Did he? Yeah. Well, he's still good he on wrote, it. Though. Recently wrote a piece about how agonising he found the entire experience. He's not. He's not. Uh, he doesn't. There's a competitiveness on all those shows that doesn't suit Mark's no, personality. He's very focused and works very hard, but it's yeah, not it ever at the expense. It's of not blokey, else. and his comedy's not blokey. But I mean all. Russell, they're all lovely people. It's just some people are more comfortable going, oh, i got a joke, oh, bam, and Mark just sits there and waits. But he actually reads very well on those shows because it's like when Tim Key did um, Buzzcocks that I was that I hosted, and he said about four things, but there were four perfectly timed golden yeah. things. And, of course, when the editors went to it, they edited everyone else's crap out, and in the end, Tim looked like he'd contributed as much as anyone. Yeah, yeah. I like you were very good on Nevermind the Buscots because you were really like I'm from Australia what is this yeah. a few times I like that yeah that I, I think you have to do these things on your own terms really yeah but continually calling it Spicks and Specks didn't help <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, um, so yeah Jedward so you are admirer of no uh, I'm not going to say I'm going to look no, you see, I the mean, the reason I really I, well, you don't really know about Jedward. I, I didn't watch Celebrity Big Brother very much, but I saw well, Tiny Bits. I haven't seen it at all. Yeah. I didn't see it once. So I saw I'm it. Than I you. saw five minutes of it when I was <laughs> up in Edinburgh, and then I just tweeted loads of things which made people believe I was watching it. Like I tweeted these things like saying, oh, "I can't believe they've managed to get Christopher and Peter Hitchens on this. <laughs> I don't think they're going to get on with Francis Ford Coppola, whatever it was." And people going, oh, "I can't believe you watch it," and going, "These people aren't really on it." So I was quite <laughs> interested. And then people were very angry because someone went, "I have never watched Big Brother, and because of you, I." now have because I just thought maybe the Hitchens <laughs> brothers are on it so now I've seen three minutes and I'm very angry Come but on. Jedward I saw and and I there is a certain I understand your fascination you thought I was going to belittle you for Jedward but I think they seem like sweet boys and I'd be very interested to meet them that's all it like it's not my favourite type of thing but I I just don't what know how to they have this constant level of excitement they have this um, a razor head hairstyle as you know yeah. and they also do possess to me something that is a quality of when David Lynch writes comedy like the show On the Air I don't know if yes, you ever saw that, that, that but yeah the, the, and the excitement the, there's a great film very underrated film by a man called Philip Ridley called Re- The Reflecting Skin 
right? Brilliant film, Viggo Mortensen, Lindsay Duncan. Oh, and cool. Early 90s. And it starts off at the beginning. There's uh, well, an amazing scene where some kids look at a beautiful toad and go, isn't this a beautiful toad? Then inflate it, put it in the middle of the road. Lindsay Duncan comes to look at this inflated toad. They fire a catapult at it and the blood sprays all over her. Kids basically constantly go, wow, look at this beautiful thing. What should we do with it? Smash it! Yeah, That's it. part of it. It's really <laughs> intriguing. But there's a little bit where just two strange twins uh, walk along. Two two women, two female twins, just, just going, just making weird noises. And that's what I see as Jedward. Jedward I see like. them as two strange twins walking near an inflated frog. And making toad. strange noises. It's quite yeah. true. I just find them a bit fascinating. And also, sometimes it's just funny to think you've been in the same place as somebody who's that famous or something. It's a bit weird. What would be fantastic if walking out of this building you bumped into Jedward and went a bit sort of wobbly in the knees and Jedward went, Josie Long! <laughs> Robert Ince! Oh, we listen to your podcast. And I, although I don't agree with you on Brahi, you know, like, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, I do have a theory I don't that one that... of them is really desperate to be a surgeon and he's really upset that he's not going to allow it. So hang on, you're seeing this as Dead Ringers, the David Cronenberg film. Oh, absolutely. Remade with Jedward in it again. Oh, hang on. Does that mean that I have to have a baby with one of them or something? No, I don't think that happens. You're confusing it with the fly, aren't you? Are they human? Isn't that I mean, the one they sort of Jeremy Irons plays both Jeremy Irons and Jeremy Irons. Now, if the they'd fly? mix that with the Michael Winner no. film Bullseye, where <laughs> Roger Moore and Michael Caine have a doppelganger each, I think it would have been a lot more of a light film, a fun film. I'd like to talk doppelgangers. Yeah. Have you ever met anyone who looks terrifyingly like you? Uh, the the Northern Irish singer-songwriter Duke Special is a bit weird. Does he look right like you? He doesn't really, but he doesn't look like me. But every now and then, that he he has red dreadlocks, plays the piano, and wears eye makeup. Oh God! So you'd be watching like a video, and you'd be like, "Hang on, I've never." Yeah, performed well, when in I first there. arrived in the UK, I'd get these things. I actually got recognised on a in in the subway of New York by a Duke Special fan, going, "Oh my God, you're Duke Special," and and I, it's so weird because I I didn't even have makeup on. It's just so strange. But uh, every now and then, in a, in a press photo, I go, "Ooh, it's a little bit spooky." Like my brothers. Like like he's my brother or something, yeah. It's, wow. But that's have you never been and that's weird because he's a he's a he's a he's an eyeliner wearing pianist. We've done a gig together purely because we look similar, and he invited me over to Belfast and I played a gig with him, sang a song with him in, in with his band in the Vic Markets. It's brilliant, awesome. But it doesn't. It's not not in a weird way. Have you met someone that's weirdly looks like you? There was a girl who did flyering for my friend's club about five years ago. And I was standing next to her thinking, but she was cooler than me. Like, she looked so much cooler. She, she had nicer clothes and she had, like, a nicer air to her. But she did look very similar to me in face and shape. You're a type, though, Josie, weird. now. I am not yeah, a Yeah, you are a type. I've seen it in all the fashion mags. And what? The longish look. Yeah. The longish look, yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you what's weird as well. My, um, when I was a teenager, I went out with a boy who went to university in a place called Edge Hill. It was like a university in Ormskirk and um, they had there was a had, battle of Edge Hill wasn't there there was a battle of Edge Hill yeah, yeah. who won uh, oh I should know this I think probably the Cavaliers because they bloody beat those the Roundheads even oh an idiot I sound oh, like oh now we don't know the Cavaliers and Roundheads rule I think the Roundheads beat the Cavaliers because the Cavaliers are royalist scum uh, although I do not appreciate I do not approve of the Roundheads uh, Irish and Scottish policies or of their being the landowning gentry policies, or of their Christmas cancelling policies, 
I do appreciate. This is the problem that Josie has now, right? Because a lot of the stuff that I do is now about (laughs) science. I I have to preempt everything I say by going. Obviously, this is very much a kind of debated theory within the scientific community, and some people have uh, embraced the idea of mitochondrial even that hopefully eventually through DNA, etc., we will understand it. So you have to preempt. And the same way, Josie, now because you're a political comedian, you have to. (laughs) Just so you know, even though I did suggest that there was some there uh, love of Cromwell, actually Cromwellian politics. It's actually very different. You know, I appreciate. You know what? Didn't anyway. I'm just. I am just. Just, just in but, case. Sorry, no. I, see, I, it's good because I learnt some stuff that I didn't know. They hated Christmas. I come from Australia, where our history is uh, a simplified, sort of whitewashed version, where some British people shook an Aborigine's hand, and here we are. You know, <laughs> Showed up. Can't remember yeah, why. No, war, had a good no time. wars. Never been invaded Australia. That's part of our history. It's never been invaded. Yeah. Tell that to the Noongars. Mm. Mm. I'm sorry about that. Noongar, by true. the way, is oh, a yeah, n- name of a tribe. It's not like a racist term <laughs> yeah, for yeah. 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 Everyone's going, why did, you just, why did you say Noongar? Is that, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, there's Edge Hill, sorry, uni. Um, and when he first got there, there was a freshers pack. And in it, there were pictures of all of the freshers uh, officers, you know, like the women's officer, the entertainment officer. And I cannot forget that there was an entertainment officer who looked identical to my mum as a young woman. Oh, like right. shockingly identical to my mum as a young woman. You sure it wasn't her? Well, it, I mean, I can conceive of ways that it could have been her. Time travel. Paul Foot's time machine. Paul Foot, but yeah. I, and I tore a girl the picture because it shocked me someone. so much. Yeah. And I was like, that's identical. That's to, and then I took the picture home and verified it against pictures of my y- mum as a young woman. And to this Hang day, on. it's shocking. It's and what does your mum think? Do you show your mum? I haven't showed it because I'm worried that it will cause some sort of rift in the space-time continuum. Yeah, right. Or it'll just turn out that she was that twin that she's always said she wasn't. It wouldn't be so silly. You weren't a twin, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's but she'd been frozen for 20 years. Is it not possible that the... your mum was an entertainment officer in Edge Hill at that time as a secret job she had. She was a lot older by that but point. But she could have been doing old and she could have been old, you can be old and be an entertainment she could have been a mature age student. So she student could have given using a, an old photo of herself to make herself look better yeah. and then gone, I didn't even check, I should have checked. She could have been perfectly w- rational. working at the... Because people uh, love to give a nicer photo of themselves. Of course, and, and knocking off 30 years, that's stuff, fine, yeah. you know. See, I find that quite exciting that when you see someone who looks quite like you, like say Duke Special, that the Stuart Lee, therefore, you, yeah. is that it's not that far genetically that you were, you are related. I know it's weird, and that, isn't that's it? That's yeah. where once you get into that kind of biology thing, you're going, "Well, this person from Ed Chill, but yeah, probably if you've got very similar features or quite similar features to someone yeah. else, then yeah, somewhere along the line, it just means yeah. that you'll yeah, probably honest, cross over quicker than the person who looks far less like you. Yeah. yeah, that's you of only course, need to go back a few like hun- well, how long though? Thousands of years? A few thousand years? No, not even that much. A few hundred years? Yeah, a few hundred years. It doesn't take long. It's like whenever they do that thing, they go, and uh, Kate Middleton, it turns out, is actually related to uh, King Charles I, blah, 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 blah. Go, yeah, loads of people are. Because yeah. once you start doing that, you think about, so you've got, you yeah. know, four grandparents, and eight grandparents, yeah, yeah. the, the reverse exponential, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and so everyone, uh, if we go back, it won't take yeah. long to go back to your history and go, and amazingly, uh, Tim Minch is actually a very close relative to William and Mary. Yeah. Oh, glorious yeah. revolution! And and 
which can I say I do not approve of because it was top down. It wasn't even a revolution. And sure, it's bloodless, but it's just <laughs> change your government for another one that's equally as bad. No, you know, anyway. <laughs> the very idea, the fact that it was called glorious, suggests that it was a very upper middle class. Absolutely, uh, bourgeois. Uh, certainly not using the language there Speaking. of the streets of the time, the <laughs> gin alleys, etc. With the renters, would the renters have made, well, obviously the renters is 100 years previous, but would the, re- not 100 years previous, sorry, 40 years previous, but the fact is, would the renters have made a pamphlet? And I know, I appreciate you might think that the renters didn't exist, and you'd be right to at least bring that into question. I went the other night <laughs> to uh, the last night of the proms. Oh, how was that? Well, I... Was it a bit jingoistic? The first thing, I did a, a prom, and I appreciate that they invited me, and it was a lovely event. And I think the proms are the most incredible thing. Oh, you just about series, to own them! <laughs> series of concerts. But the last night of the proms, I tried very hard to keep my sense of humour about because I understand that it's tongue in cheek and kind of ironic and fun but it's really weird to stand up and jokingly sing uh, empire expanding <laughs> songs about wider still and wider may her bounds be set yeah and, and like uh, you know we'll never 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 will be slaves that one and Britain's you know we're lucky to be Britain's and, and we're gonna you know yeah, that, that that yeah that bit wider and wider the bound and all that stuff and I'm just like, well I'm an Australian I I I don't and I have other slight ethical I don't I hate I don't think you need to take yourself so seriously all the time and I don't think your actions you know I don't I think there's a sort of you there's an obsession with not being hypocritical which sometimes is. Uh, beyond useful, where you can you can not like something and still turn up to something, or hate corporations and still have a coke. It it, it doesn't necessarily have massive world impact. And also, um, it you, you should avoid being a hypocrite thought. as much as you can. But you don't want but to. It doesn't be disqualify an everything else. you No, do. that's, that's the, right. The or everything else you think. Like lefty politics is. It's like well, let's just find out a way they're a hypocrite, and then we can call them a hypocrite, and then we'll just get rid of them. And yeah, it's like well, so I hate this? all that stuff. It's so uncom. It's so. Uh, it's unhelpful. It's it's ridiculous black and whiteism. It's you know so and so had an affair, therefore they can't comment on anyone else's policies. You know, yeah. it's it, it's ridiculous, incredibly child. It's just so childish. But anyway, that's a bit of a digression. But I, you know, I I would like to one day do the royal variety show because it'd be good for my career. But I don't believe a monarchy is appropriate. Uh, or a good idea in the modern age I don't really care but it's a huge amount of money on a bunch of people who due to the hereditary uh, are uh, head of state I mean it's absurd but so so, and I've got an invite to go to something at Buckingham Palace and I don't know whether I should go and all this sort of thing go eat as much as you possibly can (laughs) take a painting and run Uh, but but standing up and so I've got I'm I'm not like oh I'm, I'm such a hypocrite I don't mind but standing up and singing God Save the Queen I didn't sing God Save the Queen because that's a national anthem and I don't feel like it's particularly you shouldn't sing someone else's national anthem it doesn't matter if you do or not but I didn't feel the need to but um, this sort of uh, nationalism and it, it almost feels not funny because what because it well, because we I grew up in in, a, in in Australia where and and as a bit of a lefty and in the theatre world and stuff the the uh, you know massive cultural difficulties that Aboriginal Australia has is very forefront in my mind and I found it very hard to stand up and sing nationalistic empire building songs as a bit of a crack a bit of crack yeah. when I know that there's a whole culture you know not it's back and back in, in my home that are ruined forever you know like, in Britain are completely in denial about the fact that like. 
there are detention centres uh, for people who've just arrived in this country that are completely inhumane and yeah. you know oh my god it's not as bad as Australia but yeah well yeah <laughs> but um, yeah. it's you know there's the well I, I expect that a lot of the people I think there's a certain thing which is agree with us, but Nick yeah. Doody says about when uh, at, at his uh, at his mother's funeral where he, he was singing the hymns obviously and, and his cousin then went oh are you coming back to the fold then you're going to become religious again and he, and he has this lovely line where he just explains he says you know you I, I can sing a song without necessarily uh, believing all the words you know yeah. uh, I, you know oh, actually I don't live in any colour of submarine yeah I will and, say and again look, that's Nick I, Doody the wonderful comedian Nick Doody said that oh, and, he's so good. and I just think that um, sometimes I do know what you mean about I enjoyed watching your proms by the way I saw some of it on television I was up at the Edinburgh <sighs> Festival and I had mm. an hour off and what was lovely is every now and again they would put a shot to the audience and it would depend who was on and obviously I know also that great thing where shots of the audience are frequently taken during entirely context, different yeah. but I would oh, like, yeah. sometimes I would see two quite elderly people watching you Tim and perhaps analysing a little bit and thinking well I'm, you know I'm not entirely sure it's my cup of tea but they're very talented and in between there'd always be a woman with pink hair <laughs> yeah, laughing, laughing her head off <laughs> and what was lovely about your prom off, was yeah. seeing that and I know this is uh, a very shallow thing because I know there will be many people who did not have pink hair who loved the show but there's yeah. that nice thing every now and again where you would see the archetype happening there which is people going it's all jolly good and I think yeah. I've heard them on and radio and then next before. to them some and kind someone of going, rebel ah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. See, I think yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's the moment you're meant to stand for anything or people think you are. You know, we talked about this with you the other day, Josie, about, you know, now that Josie is increasingly, you know, the the the, the volume of when you're talking about, about politics, which is great. I'm not anything. But, I'm just some idiot. No, no, no. But, no it doesn't matter. but the moment you're meant to represent, again, with Johan Hari, I suppose, one of the reasons that people on both sides, etc., on many sides, are, 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 are cross um, is because, but you were meant to be this thing. You know, yeah. the, 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 there's a level of purity that is required. I trusted you, uh, <laughs> and therefore people go, uh, yeah. Now that there is a, a, a you know a small amount of duplicitousness, then oh, a little bit. And so that's the problem. So in the same way with you, I mean, because when you wrote your song, the the Pope song, uh-huh. and I remember you played that to me down at Karaoke Circus in a uh, a, a, a former toilet in Shepherd's Bush, genuinely yeah, of the right. form, form public convenience. It's now a very nice nice room, and uh, it's up there with the Tunbridge Wells's former public convenience <laughs> venue forum? as well. Um, is that the forum? I think no. it is, yeah. It may well be the form. And, um, and Listen, if you played it to me on your iPod and, um, and kind know. of said, oh, I don't know if I'll ever be able to play that. And then within two weeks it was on uh, YouTube and it was a huge amount of downloads. And then you were playing it live. And yeah. you played it live at the, one of the, the charity gigs I think we did in, in April, something well, like I that. I played it live for the and Symphony then, Orchestra at the Albert Hall. And then, it's yeah, beautiful. And then, oh, then, then, so, then you played yeah, live. Yeah. And so in the space of a year, well, not even a year, in the space of two and a half weeks, you went from some doubt as to whether you would actually ever be able to air this and whether you would end up losing you know, a large number of your audience or yeah. whether it was just too harsh, to it being very... Uh, did you get any kind of... I mean, obviously now, I reckon if you get any form of medal from the Pope or from the Vatican as a whole, that, would be that is a place where Buckingham Palace you can continue to debate about. Yeah. If you're seen waving from a balcony with the Pope at the Vatican, people will feel... A bit have. let down. Well, I um, yeah, I, I don't think that'll be a problem. For me, <laughs> resisting the urge to hang out with Ratsy because I don't, I don't think we'd have much in common. But um, uh, I mean, I I'm an ambassador for the Prince's Trust for uh, um, Children and the Arts, which is, you know, getting kids who wouldn't necessarily culturally or financially get access to uh, music and stuff 
I, I feel very, very strongly about that. Can you join in my charities, Arts Emergency? And we're like exactly about oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 like podcast. So you amazing. ask someone else to donate a song to your compilation. <laughs> I'm going to email you about oh, this, Yeah, Tim. definitely. That's great. Because I, I started in youth theatre and, and I, I mean, both as a youth, but then as a, you know, then as a writer and then as a theatre. Yeah. And eventually as a nation at one point. So, <laughs> I, I love them. Um, <laughs> I, I love the idea of children in the arts, but Prince Charles's trust also promotes uh, um, the types of medicine that I rant about against my Does the, the non-medicine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, the royal oh, yeah. family have been very keen organic on, uh, and homeopathy and all. So, so I have a little problem with that, I, and I have my little outlets. Like the other night, I was doing a comic relief gig, which is actually a comic relief gig for comic relief people so you know the people who do a lot Lenny Henry and Stephen Fry and stuff were there in the audience and a lot of people who are uh, quite sort of people who'd be mates with Prince Charles you know these hyper you well, know Stephen Fry he yeah, was at the yeah. wedding wasn't he yeah was well I mean they're all those sorts of people and so I I, I, I sort of was hassling Prince Charles as you know being quite rude about Prince Charles and medicine so I get my little rebellion <laughs> so that I get to not be too much of a hypocrite but um, with uh, with yeah it, usually it's pretty clear I had a much more difficult moral dilemma with my stance on alternative medicine and stuff in that I got asked to do a, a show at the Albert Hall again with um, with amazing people that when they pitched it to me I don't think they all ended up there but certainly the drummer Ian Pace because it was organised by his gorgeous and incredibly well-meaning and generous wife Jackie uh, and uh, Ian Pace a drummer from Deep Purple and um, uh, you know um, he, um, what's the keyboard player John Lord was going to be there and I think uh, Sir Paul McCartney was you know slated to be there and um, Jimmy Page and so it's going to be and it was going to be it's going to it was called the uh, Sunflower Jam and they wanted me to come and it was just all these old rockers playing songs or would I like to play yeah and uh the, and and, and the charity there as well maybe well I don't know because I didn't I said no because the charity was raising money for in, integrative medicine probably, in chi- in child cancer wards and the charity started specifically being about providing reiki healing to children with cancer gosh which is a, which is a very interesting area to me because although I know that Reiki doesn't work, I in in any uh, physical sense, I know that when my daughter falls over and hurts herself, um, I do magic hands and she immediately feels better, just like a kiss yeah. makes a kid feel better or a band aid. Um, it's it's All great. All three thing. together is a lovely act. Oh, perfect. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so Reiki in children's cancer wards is a very difficult thing because, because they call it healing. They call anyone. it healing, right? Yeah, yeah. They say it's healing. And you go, well, healing sounds a bit like a claim of efficacy to me. If you're saying we give kids massages and comfort after their treatment, which is actually what they're doing. So I was in this terrible bind and I chose not to do the gig, even though it was like a moral dilemma designed for me. And even though I think all these people have good intentions, I don't think you say to parents, we have a healer for your nine-year-old child with leukemia. I don't think that's... That's good. That you can't do that. No, I don't think you could have done. <laughs> so I didn't I go. remember speaking to you about that. Yeah. About I, I misheard what you said initially and went, "Oh, that sounds great." Because yeah. I hadn't heard it, and they went, "Oh no, 
oh no you can't do that yeah you can't that's right you, and i was like can't i do it robin find me away and he's like no you cannot <laughs> it's, a, it's in my local you know my regular gig the yeah. albert hall yeah listeners please note that every venue that tim has played so far in any percentage is the albert hall i have I, played I sometimes it four use times my local cinema to try out material <laughs> i like the fact you use the albert hall <laughs> i feel what's very at like, home in the hall yeah. what's it like to play at the albert hall is well, that the, a talky question the first ask? one's beautiful but I'm sure you guys feel this. Did did you do much theatre before you did stand up? Did you? Were you sort of do, not so much? Because when I was doing, I I think you fall in love with spaces, don't you? Mm. You fall in love with the. I fall in love with theatres, and you get a sense of ownership over them, and you don't feel mm. like you could ever have that feeling of ownership over something so grand as the Albert Hall, but you do. Like I've I've played I've done my show, and I've, I guess I've played there four or five times, and I. If you feel like the spirit of it you know you walk in and it feels like an old friend and it's just yeah. it's incredibly intimate in a real way it's just it's absurdly like, beautiful that is a thing that I'm this is about like small regional theatres that I yeah. go to but now it's like it's I'll be thing. on my fifth tour next year yeah hello you show up again and you're like oh it's these guys yeah and, and that change place. room mm. and yeah 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 theatres have and it's personalities so funny that you think like I think it belongs to me even though I'm only there for one night totally. and the whole of the rest of the year but and I get there and I'm like there but we the go. The smell of your are. urine remains <laughs> <Yeah>. until <laughs> you return. I will territorialise in these places. Yeah. I See, I found I, I did. I've never done it. Obviously, from as, as you know, when I say as myself, as any interest for people who are coming there, I've, I've supported Richard. Vance yeah, there, I, I saw which you was amazing. really weird because there was so little. Because they had huge curtains in front of his big set, so even though I was playing the Albert Hall, there was only really a meter to play with before I fell <laughs> off the end of the stage. Yeah, totally. And with best joke sound. for the night, including uh, Ricky's whole set, um, which was brilliant, was Robin's. Uh, it's my turn for Swedes. Is that? Uh, crop rotation and I'm on Swedes whatever it that might have been. was do you know what I yeah. can't remember that's, that's the best great, joke the, 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 it's crop rotation he's talking about sort of relative happiness and it's crop rotation oh, this week oh that's right do you know it's what crop rotation this... this week and it's my time my turn for Swedes Aww. and it just just the joke the joke was good anyway but the idea that crop rotation is where you take turns on where the people take turns on what vegetable they're on oh so funny do you know what I wish I remembered because it turns out in the past I actually wrote some things that were funny as opposed to these sentences that I just talk quickly through now. It's, it's yeah. quite an interesting... You but did no, have I, some jokes and you resented having to do them. No, I quite <laughs> like... Every now and again I come up with a joke and I think, like, there was one that I, I'll get rid of it now, which was... <laughs> don't uh, do it, don't do it. No, Save I, it for well, your DVD. Uh, it doesn't matter, cause it's just... I actually said it at the beginning when I played the End of the Road Festival, I, I, a beautiful field, just... Well, not even a field, a bit of woodland, just slope woodland, and I thought I'd open with a joke and then just go, look, that's the joke out of the way, just so you know, the rest <laughs> of it is paragraphs, with the hope that somewhere along the line you go, oh, I found the... Uh, the rhythm of that funny <laughs> yeah my, my one joke of the year so far has been uh, well I was very much the class clown I mean I wasn't funny but I used to scare other children and appear in their nightmares <laughs> I love that hey Joe yeah. I wrote a good joke in uh, coffee the other I thought you could say in 1997 <laughs> well that wouldn't be true would it yeah, um, that was a bad year for your joke writing wasn't it yeah. eight well, it's a tough age it was a tough age I find jokes fascinating though that when you see someone who's great at doing them like Milton Jones and all those people and you yeah. go and I really like them if I actually had the like if I could sit down and concentrate and just go right concentrate properly well, that's... not just coming up with rambly ideas yeah. no no but, but when concentrate... I do sit down and concentrate and try and write jokes for the day I only ever come up with sort of one-liners and puns and things that's the trouble it's more yeah. if I'm just carrying it around with me all day and like writing notes of what I think and, and that's why I'm things. hopeless and can only write something every two years is because I'm not because I don't consider comedy as my kind of primary job, I don't have those glasses on all the time. And in the in the month where the pressure's on and you put them on, you put your comedy glasses on and look at shit Everything as a stand-up, it's actually gives you hope. But I find that 
I find it very, very hard to come up with the material. Well, you've always got a good alibi. If the joke doesn't work, you go, look at my pretty feet! And then goes, oh, I've got pretty feet. <laughs> I can make something rhyme. Yeah. Did oh, I say the brand name of a coffee sh- place? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Because the thing is, it was one, it wasn't that that branded coffee place and two the only reason that was in my consciousness was because I wanted to bring up that I got asked to do this horribly cynical advertising thing which obviously I turned down because I turned down all of that stuff and um, I was you're gonna, a fool yeah because <laughs> I don't want a house I don't want money I don't want <laughs> yeah. a house I want to die on I turned down Pepsi poverty. in Australia recently that was great I love turning down and they say could you tell me how much it would cost and I, <laughs> I just go one million dollars <laughs> and send it back to my agent and they go oh Tim I go tell them that I'll be one million dollars to be on a <laughs> Pepsi ad. I actually but think there's more fun. Then would you still fun. turn it down if you got the million dollars? Yeah, if you have enough money to I live, so, yeah. right? I think the danger is the moment you think that you need much more, and therefore you have to elevate everything, and you end up in a competition with, you know, a kind of showbiz oh, an arms race with your own goods and your own houses and your own peers and stuff. Yeah, the fact I could go today and buy some cheap DVDs, like three pounds yeah. each, Harry Brown, Four Lions, Mine. Uh, <laughs> Phrases, uh, Tim Minchin's eggs, and <laughs> in the bag box. But the uh, um, no, but. And go, right, I, I have enough disposable income that I can see a book and go, I want that book. I'm going to get it today. And, and so the first time that I turned down an advert, I was like, went, that was more fun. I got more out of going, I don't want to do it. I don't need to do it and I can survive. I have nothing, if people, you know, I think the moment you, when you, I would, if, if I suddenly get to the point where I don't have any, any money and I'm worried about my uh, having anywhere for my family to live, I'm not going to go, I'm sorry, I will not be the uh, no. face of whatever product they want an elderly, balding man to be the <laughs> face of. Hats. Right, of, of these particular pads or hats, I will not <laughs> be the face of these things. But, you know, I, uh, yeah, I think, sorry, you were going to say, but that. Uh, well, no, I. I agree. Like I don't think I'm advert. better or good for turning it down. It just makes me too frightened and uncomfortable. Well, it's a personal thing that you I actually go. I, I feel it's it's a more comfortable thing to go. You like again, you know what you what you appear to stand for on stage, and what I appear to, you know, what uh, I think it would be uncomfortable if I then was suddenly, you know, the ugly face of some product. But what was your your cynical? Oh, um, oh hang on. Well, first, let me the joke. What is the least memorable type of coffee? I forgot. <laughs> very proud. Christmas cracker. Yeah. Yeah. Very proud Stick of that. Stick it in. Um, but um, I got asked to do a thing whereby I would have had to do a morning doing radio interviews about anything I wanted, but then I would have had to stealth market a coffee chain in those interviews. Wow. So I would have been ostensibly doing interviews about having a chat with friends in the afternoon, but I would have had to have got into those interviews in, st- in a stealth manner a coffee chain well that's a completely different ethical question because your ethical question is not whether or not you want to be well firstly there's two two questions when you got offered an ad one is do I want to promote that product and and what it does and two is can I get on one with it the other is is it good for my career there's no way I would advertise a soft drink because my whole career is built on the idea I've created that I've got these ideas and I and my my Brand, which I'm not ashamed to call what I do a brand, and whatever, if we're talking these terms, is more valuable to me than Pepsi's brand. My, what I've created, is it's it's just basic business, right? But that See, this question... See, two words are so onerous to me that even though I totally get what you're saying, I'm like, don't use the big I know, words. well, people, I mean, people listening to this will go, ooh, it's gross, but I mean, I, I, I'm really interested in the business side of what I do. I'm not, I'm, I don't engage in it, but I, I'm not ashamed of it. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I've made a living out of saying exactly what I want on an instrument I taught myself to play. I'm not ashamed of anything I do, you know, yeah. I have no 
need to be until I do an ad that uh, for a product I don't agree with the practices of whatever. But your scenario is an ethical dilemma because the mode of advertising is ethically wrong yeah. and you would be party to it more yeah. than just the product. And I'd just That's be pretending sh- to... really wrong. And yeah, and in my I was so opinion. amazed that like that it, well firstly that it existed even though I know I'm, about like PR journalism obviously and I or a hot I girl coming and buying you a drink at a bar and it, that happens it, to me all the time because of my aesthetic it's never <laughs> it's never happened to me but they do it don't they they just put good looking people in bars and <laughs> and, and have a drink and just drink stand there and drink looking good and drinking their drink they did when I was at university they paid some of the uh, beautiful posh kids to smoke a certain type of cigarette Incredible. in the bar they genuinely did they were brand ambassadors for things but how is that advertising company telling the radio station that they're doing that it was, is the radio station in on it it was approached not by an advertising agency by like a sort of brand management thing yeah, like right. the email it was so odd so you'd be in so on a conspiracy basically yeah like and, and I'd just so be give like give us an example you should tell okay, the, tell us like the brand so, now you must dub in that brand no, what's the brand say, say, so, so uh, yeah Cruncho's Coffee right, but well, I have already it. mentioned the brand so name so that's who tried to do it yeah. but that's bad that I, I don't want to because I'm worried that me saying this will have consequences as in they'll hate me or something or people will think I'm a dick I would hate I'll tell you now I would hate that this had ramifications and I was not able to use the, you know, and have any of their delicious uh, snacks or, or coffees. Well, I, beautiful, I, I, beautiful, well brewed, perfect yeah, temperature. That, that, I mean, Josie, well, that's what worries me is if you attack this brand, where are we going to meet up now every afternoon? This is yeah, when we like. usually meet up at yeah. the coffee. So yeah. I'd ring up, this is exactly what it was supposed to be like. So I'd, they'd ring, I'd be chatting to like, radio something. And also, like, I'm nobody, so nobody would want, it's ridiculous. So anyway, God, don't get to into existential that, after <laughs> with the fact that some brand actually listen, strictly listen, nobody. Listen to this right. Oh, so. God, when she talks like that, I feel like a <laughs> of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it would literally have to be like, um, do you think that women getting together love to tell jokes? I do. Oh, do you know, in the afternoon during the summer, I love to sit around with my friends and have a nice coffee. Ah, oh, do you know, I, we went to <laughs> actually, and they have oh. this new coffee that's... Um, like a, it's like an iced latte but it's really sweet anyway we, we just sit around having those and I really do have a lot like that and yeah. it's scary because now in effect what we are doing is the exact thing that they what well, I find so interesting though is that you are the, the worst name? person to ask to do that I'd be in fact, so I'd reasonably I'd be bad so as well can we blank out the brand if name? I ever actually yeah we're, do you know what this is nice because the no, screwbiz pick one blank. no please no, no, because no, otherwise we're saying the brand no but it doesn't matter I mean their brand is so massive the point is what's important is that the people no no because people are not stupid well our listeners are not stupid the point is what's important what the listeners will get out of this is that pay a company to get people to go on radio and pretend they're naturally talking about their product. And I yeah. think that's Isn't that That's really nasty It's practice. bad enough when you watch I don't know films why I think and you realise how, because the Bond films were the first ones that I noticed as a child. The product, product placement, placement thing. They, yeah. were the, they, they were the the kind of the kings and queens of product placement. So that's all this where, is, audio product yeah. placement. But it's a di- when it gets to that, because at least in a film you kind of go, it's like, a bit, I always found that with The Matrix when people go, I mean, The Matrix is really amazing because you start to think who does control the world, you know, and do we live in different worlds? And oh, and right, also there's one bit where Neo's got this Nokia, right? And you go, 
oh, you idiots, right? <laughs> You're both going, oh, who really controls the world? Who's the puppet master? What world is it? And the film is filled with product placement. And I need well. a leather coat. Yes. the. Uh, they did a... Listen, leather coat manufacturers, the Matrix was like the renaissance of the those boom, guys. Yeah. Honestly, Not to mention people making world. red pills and blue so, pills. Was that the... <laughs> guys, we're going to have to close down the red pill and blue pill business. It's going through the Matrix. What? <laughs> guys, quickly, make a lot of blue pills. And we got a favour to ask. In the two sequels, could you not have the pills so much? <laughs> We're tired. Maureen's not slept since 1994. So why so do I have why a problem with, with leather coats? Has a smelly leather coat because they all bought them in 1999. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's before then though. Wasn't there it? is something yeah. about you know when you go with certain size of leather coat when someone walks in, you think, oh. There we are. Gonna this guy's designing things. Yep. <laughs> so what did they offer you? Do you know the money that um, you didn't get to the money? Oh no, I did. But what was it? I want to know. I want to know what you, they pay know. someone to lie about what they drink. Is someone it? in your position. But I'm not in. I don't know what position I'm. Well, in. whatever it is, if you've got an audience of fifteen thousand okay, fans or a hundred thousand fans or whatever. It was um. So okay, so for, it was it was for like three hours. It was like for three hours work. Doing phone work, interviews. <laughs> work, yeah. work, but work like this, and it was four thousand pounds. Yeah, Jesus man. And it's one of those things where you go, well, I haven't really got any savings. That buys a lot of delicious And you know, you've done it anyway in this hour, so you might oh, as well take the money. We well, what we we'll do no. now is because we've got kind of we we've run out of time. Money? What we we'll do is if everyone would like to make, yeah, do you know what we'll deal with whether you come across as a dick later on. Yeah, but it's your special type of dick. You've got to choose what type of dick you come across as. I've never, yeah, if you've ever finished, I find even the slightest conversation. There was a thing where the big issue seller outside Euston. Uh, I bought a cover of the Big Issue Avenue and he went, oh, that cover's pretty good, isn't it? And it was a cover of some athlete. So it's the one that's out uh, when I'm recording this this week. I don't know his name. Uh, big guy running. And, Eugene uh, Bolt. Is it? Yeah, that's right. He's just the best that's athlete it. ever. Yeah. Oh and he went, God. that's a good cover. And, and I, yeah. knowing that free will is an illusion and therefore I had no time to actually, the words just come out and I, I just went, lovely. <laughs> but then I realised that it looked like when I said lovely, I, I left and I thought, why am I wasting four minutes on the fact that this man is now, is he judging me? Is he going, oh, yet again, another predatory homosexual talks about how lovely it is to see athletes on the front cover of The Big Issue. And that constant analysis that if even the conversation you're having with someone you're buying a magazine off, as I have, Makes you is, worry is about enough for me to being be Worried. Yeah. Exactly the same as you said. This now exists. Forever. This, this exists for companion. anyone to say how much they despise us. And we can only enjoy the fact that we have wasted their time. And we've enjoyed ourselves. Yes. Yes, it's um, funny that, isn't so it? So I wouldn't worry about I, that. I propose we all take up watercolour painting. Well, nice. the... Uh, Lovely. Landscapes nice. mostly. Still yeah, landscapes. Lovely. Our podcast of watercolour challenge didn't work so well. It turns so out the visual week, element of that was I more... I chose to paint a cup of... Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please blank out the brand name every time? Can I just say what I've enjoyed? I don't understand why you want to. I'm interested in why you want to. Because I'm not promoting them. Because I don't want to give them that. Because it's so it's so meta that we're talking about how we didn't want to talk about right, it. Right, okay, I'll but tell you what. We're outing them for being scum. We can That's replace true, it true. then with all references to the Olive Tree, uh, an independent, lovely cafe, cafe run by uh, a woman called Hatter J who came to the gig that we both... So now together. we're this saying that the tree. Olive Tree pays people to... <laughs> the, the Olive Tree, no, we're, we're just saying instead, just so the independents get a chance, that I uh, thoroughly enjoy uh, the coffee and omelette and my son enjoys the baked potatoes he has. And here's what we should uh, do. That is made, uh, made by Hatter J 
buried in yeah. the olive tree. The haberdashery yeah. and Croucher. If at the start, yeah, exactly. So there we go. I like all the Australian cafes around Soho. I know you've been paid to say that. And the milk bar. Just they're kiwi. No, not all of them. Flat whites kiwi, yeah. Um, but I'm anti coffee. Yeah, as long you know, as everyone you're not, you're knows, you're yeah, 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 yeah. go and see Josie Long. They're the same. Realise <laughs> that every single one of her opinions has been paid for. And if you go, oh, it's interesting. She's talking about the Black Panthers. I didn't know they had a brand marketing management group who go, uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Josie, oh. at some point, you can say what you want during your show, but as long as you mention the, the Black Panthers, and, and, you know, just give an angle to them. I tell you and, what about independence. I got given a necklace that I really adore. Well, now she's flogging necklaces. No, it says "fuck off, Cameron" on it, and it was made for me by oh. this girl who's got a lovely website and it's tplease.co.uk so that's product placement didn't you get something put through your door recently that said fuck off Cameron probably that's oh yeah yeah the, yeah. Uh, no 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 I didn't have fuck off Cameron put through the door oh, and I like no. it anyway but um, I, I had someone knock on, on the door and run away it. which I thought was tradition that had gone oh, oh lovely nostalgic ginger the, that's what it's called knockdown ginger hmm. I was in a bad mood though. Not, it's not, not an anti We've run out of time. Game. Now, Josie, just in case, because now I know that our, our, our producer is debating what he bleeps out. Yesterday, it's probably the number of times you've said cunt in the we first did 10 say minutes. That a lot, and now it's the number of times we you could said the word no. with the word cunt. So it's cunt. Oh, what? You're allowed to keep one. Hang on a minute. I'll put these on. Go on. Come on. <laughs> I genuinely don't feel comfortable saying the C word. Don't say what? For the first time in my life, you don't feel I do not want to say the swear word. We've cured you finally. If Maybe anything, Michelle Bachman's husband's got his ideas up the right street. <laughs> right, come on, just right. Oh, do you know there was right? A really okay, good... then said right. There we go. You haven't said it. Therefore, you uh, the whole of this appears to have been a promotion by you, you people are for a bunch that of coffee cunts. chain. No, no, it has right, to be clean. Say it uh, once. Don't once make us say Don't make us say it. Thank you, Tim. Okay, Tim, if you could just say cunt and then we'll drop that in uh, every time she says. I, I don't like saying cunt. You've been listening to Robin and Josie's Utter Shambles uh, with special guest Tim Minchin. This podcast was produced by Adrian McKinder and edited by Mike Pell. For more podcasts, go to comedycentral.co.uk slash podcasts.